Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Transcripts for podcasting is a hot-button topic, but really, it shouldn't be. I mean, not if we want to make sure our content is accessible to every listener, right? Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. This week, I'm tackling the topic of how we podcasters adjust and make allowances for those who are hard of hearing, like me. And today I want to get into the topic of transcripts. Should you include a transcript in your podcast? So can I jump on a soapbox for just a moment, and then I'll give you some real answers in a moment? My soapbox issue is that most of the time when I have heard transcripts discussed in podcasting, whether or not we should add transcripts to our shows... It is almost always said with SEO in mind. Now, the conversation often begins with, yeah, transcripts are nice for the hard of hearing, but also SEO, man. Woo-wee! SEO values are great on that. So here's the deal. That's not why you make transcripts. Just, again, staying on the soapbox, a transcript on your website for the episode of your podcast is not the SEO magic bullet, man. Just stop. Just stop. That's not, that's not the right answer. Okay, so off of Soapbox. Transcripts, closed captioning is put on your website so that people can consume the content of your website with their eyes instead of, or in some cases, in addition to their ears. Transcripts can provide other services, but for this conversation today, I want to talk about transcripts for those who have hearing loss, like me. What transcripts actually can benefit those with hearing loss? Now, my hearing loss is really mild, well, comparatively speaking, so I don't need to read transcripts. I'm not deaf. Deaf people can't really listen to your show. They must read a transcript. So we need to make allowances for that. I will also tell you that my thinking on the value of a transcript, again, not for SEO value, my thoughts on the value of transcripts has changed. My thoughts have changed. My, thought, my thinking has changed on that. I think, and and I think the reason my thinking changes is there's a lot of stuff wrapped up inside the concept of a transcript. What do we mean by a transcript? 
This show, for example, there is no transcript of this show. Not a literal, word-for-word, accurate representation of the things that are coming out of my mouth right now. That doesn't exist. I've tried that, and here's my problem. I don't like it. I don't like to read it. I can listen to myself, but when I turn around and read the exact words, an accurate representation of that which came out of my mouth, it's not good. I sound kind of like a moron. (laughs) That's not true. I don't sound like a moron. I read like a moron. So I have taken the stance over the last 40 episodes or so that I will take a transcript and I will use that transcript to rewrite the story I was trying to get out of my head through my mouth and I'll rewrite that in written form so that it's more coherent, so that it's easy to scan back and forth. Now, I think that that is more than, I was going to say sufficient. I, I think it's more than sufficient. I think that's better because I'm not really holding things back. Every concept I discuss here through my mouth parts is also discussed in the text part and explored, sometimes on a, on a longer basis. So my current thinking, and I welcome input on this, my current thinking is that's the right thing for me to do, to take this 10-minute monologue and turn it into a 1,500-word, very detailed write-up of exactly what I was speaking about. And the word exact is there again. It's not a literal transcription. It is taking the content and redefining it for the written word. I think currently that's sufficient. Now, my other thinking has been to my clients, look, if we write a detailed blog post, we don't really need to worry about the transcript. I think I'm wrong about that. In all honesty, I think that advice that I have been giving out for years now is flat out wrong. Because I think you need both. I think you do need a detailed blog post, article, landing page, whatever you want to say, not a couple of paragraphs and a few bullet points. I think you need that. And I think I've seen plenty of examples where people who do spend the time to make a very good detailed blog post, article, whatever, out of their episode with charts and graphs and all those various things, they tend to get rewarded. From our friends at Google, by the way. But I don't think that's sufficient because that is quite different than what I'm talking about. That's quite different than what I do here on Podcast Pontifications. So I think that if you're going to make that detailed blog post, I think you should do that. And I think you should also add a transcript. Now, transcripting is uh, less than perfect if you use the automated services. I I use an automated service to generate the transcript of this show, and I then rewrite 98% of every word. But most of the automated transcriptions aren't really great. They're really bad. <laughs> and they're, they're hard to follow. And you're really not doing the people who have hearing loss any favors by posting just that garbage automatic transcript. Th- those will eventually get better and better and maybe someday, but not yet. 
So today you need to spend the money to actually make a full transcript of your show for the people who are hard of hearing. For the people who have hearing loss, they need that, especially if you are not if you're redacting your contents when you make your blog post. Look, it, in a 10-minute show, I have 1,500 words on my blog post. If you're doing a 30-minute show, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of words, right? You're, you're pushing the 45,000 words. Well, you're pushing 4,000, excuse me, 4,000, 5,000 words, which is long, which is long. You're probably not going to do that. So a transcript is the right way to do things. But we need to do this. We need to make our content accessible. You want people to enjoy your content. And therefore, therefore, starting right now, my new recommendation is, yes, blog post, but also transcript. Transcript that is readable. Not an automated thing that you paid a dollar an hour for. Not sufficient. It needs to re read well. It needs to have speakers identified if there are multiple speakers. It needs to be an accurate representation of that which you were doing. That's my new recommendation going forward because it's the right thing to do. Accessibility matters. I'm talking about accessibility for people like me who have hearing loss, mild like me, or severe. That's what we're talking this week on this mini-series Tomorrow, we're going to get in some technologies and tools. But before we go, two things real quickly. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra exists. If you want to show your appreciation for this show, since, you know, you're probably never going to buy my services since you're a working podcaster, go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and, you know, buy me a coffee. Also, I've got a Flick group. That's not Flickr. It's a new Flick group where people are having conversations. It's just getting started. So if you want to be one of the early members of this new Flick group, it's an app on your phone and it's cool. Uh, go to the show notes. They're working on getting me a short code I can tell you about. But for now, just click through. If you're listening to this live or if you're reading it, there is in the text, in the transcript, or in the actual blog post, full details of the Flick group. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about some technology, some new plugins and stuff to make sure that the audio you're making is fully accessible. That's what, that's what we are doing tomorrow right here on Podcast Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, 
the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.